everybody. It's Allie. I'm just dropping in here to let you know that you might see a few more um, mini-sodes than usual between some of our episodes. Normally we release mini-sodes like at the end of a season or when it's a holiday weekend, um, but Sage and I just have some busy things going on in our personal life, so you might see a few more mini-sodes in between um, each episode for season three, um, but we have a lot of them recorded. Uh, just wanted to let you know, and then we should be back to our regular scheduled programming very, very soon. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know, if you see more minisodes and you're concerned, nothing's wrong. We're just um, a little bit busy right now, but we wanted to give you guys content as well. So I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Um, and we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk soon. Um, if you'd like to write to us in the meantime, um, please write to us uh, at Gmail. It's this too much pod at gmail.com, or you can slide into our DMS at this too much pod on Instagram. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Hi everybody. This is Allie. And this is Sage. And this is us. On the This Too Much podcast. Yay! Here we are. Camera's working. Microphone's working. Zoom is working. (laughs) If you listen to the last episode, like, guys, it was was a mess. It was a mess. (laughs) You were a mess. (laughs) Guys, I... So I thought... So as everybody knows on this journey of the podcast... I had a terrible computer before this. Very slow, sad little computer. So I bought a new computer and I felt like everything was fine. And then Sage and I got on Zoom and I couldn't see anything. Like my camera appeared to not be working. But I've never had a computer where the like camera cover privacy protector is like built in <laughs> half the episode if you listen to it is me struggling and sage struggling to figure out if i'm saying something because we couldn't see each other and then halfway through i realized my camera has a built-in cover yep whoops <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell funny. me you're a geriatric millennial <laughs> without telling me you're a geriatric millennial <laughs> <laughs> I did make some um Allie's old jokes in the last episode too. She did. I take them back. I don't mean them. <laughs> Why? I don't care. Because you're not sensitive. old. I mean, I, I am sensitive. I am a sensitive person, but I can also take a joke. So Sage, we are on season three, mm-hmm. episode six. Mm-hmm. I can't, I you can do it because I'm going to butcher this so bad. Come come Shahamida. Yeah, Kamsa. I hope my friend. I shout think out to my friend Diane, who's Korean. And if I said that wrong, I'm really, really sorry for listening. I love you so much. Yeah, I think it's Kam Sahamnida. I like Kamsa. listened to it like a bunch of times yesterday when I watched I the episode really, to make I sure you that make I can... a confession to you. <laughs> what? I went to sit down for this episode and I was like, why the hell is this episode called this? It has nothing to do with anything, but this was today. Okay. I wrote it down yesterday and I'm like, that's no, I don't even know what that means. Why is it even here? I was like, what does it have to do with this episode? No one has named that. They never say it. And then when I phonetically sounded it out, I was like, oh my God, it's thank you very much. It's thank you very much in Korean, which is what they were saying the whole half of the episode. Yeah. So. Apologies to everyone. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like everybody knows I'm dense. <laughs> no. No way. People are like, she loves the Barbie movie because she is that way. Nothing in my noggin. That's not But true with that, would you love to give a sage synopsis of this episode? Sure. So the synopsis for season three, episode six says... Kate struggles with Toby's depression. Randall makes time for Kevin, who obsesses about Jack's past. I read that and I was like, I mean, I guess that's accurate. It just isn't like very much information. No, no. This is the IMDb uh, synopsis, by the way, everybody. Usually I use Hulu this week. I went with IMDb. I feel I don't like know the Hulu the one, one was about the same. Like, Yeah, they're um, usually pretty close, honestly. Yeah. 
but I just, I mean, I guess that is what happens. I feel like Kate struggles with Toby's depression. How about Toby struggles with Toby's depression, too? Yeah, like, true, true. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's just me. But. So with that, do you want to get into it? I would love to. <laughs> so we open up with Kate calling everybody and telling them that the IVF worked. She calls Rebecca and then Madison. And then we see her call Randall, who is like so excited about another Pearson. And then he puts no. Beth on the phone and she's really excited. But then we see her tell everybody also that Toby's going through like a depressive episode. depression i have to say i really i thought this scene was clever the way that they did it because if you grow up in a family where everybody tells everybody the information like it's so real how it's like passed on and like miguel's asking about the depression and then kevin's yeah. asking about the depression it like keeps going the com it, i just liked how they did it also Mad madison squeal in this part brought me so much joy it I love so you. Listen, like I love Madison. I think she was underutilized in the first few she seasons. <laughs> she, she's an amazing friend and a and a hype girl. Like, yeah, Agreed. I love her. I love everything Agreed. about her. Me too. I feel like early on she kind of is like a caricature, though. Like she's yes. just kind of like that that right. friend that everybody. Well, has. I feel like the whole like weight loss support group thing is kind of like a huge caricature every way anyway yeah. like i hate it i think we are done with those now i really hope so <laughs> i think so i hope so you said that um, after the second episode. i know i did I was... <laughs> we're at season three now <laughs> i can't wait till we get to the false memory that i had to tell you about because like... oh no <laughs> um, so um yeah then we see um basically all this information getting passed on like we said and then yeah. we see Kate go in to check on Toby and I just have yeah. to say that little audio laying across his belly oh. was so cute I was like oh. but it's but like so sad, but... I thought it was so real I said it's just yeah. like he's in this the depths of his depression like animals know and people who aren't animal people like might not believe me but animals have like a sixth sense about that kind of stuff right but I thought that was so cute yeah, I thought it was cute, too. Yeah. So Toby's watching TV. Kate walks in. Um, and then I think that's all we see at that point in time, right? Mm -hmm. And then we see a flashback of Kevin, Randall, and Kate. And Kevin and Randall are being obnoxious together like, you know, 10-year-old boys are. I was going to say, like, all siblings. <laughs> yeah, like, all siblings. I gave them a break because at first I was like, ew. And then <laughs> I gave them a break. Kate's just reading on the chair like a nice kid. Yeah. Um, I know. And then Jack walks in and I was like, Frank Sinatra baseball cap? Question mark. Because <laughs> how did he think no one was going to see this? Like, yeah. I can't. And also, not to bring Gilmore Girls into this, but this is the second time we've seen Milo Ventimiglia with a black eye. It, it is true, yes. If you've watched the shows, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but he has a black eye, and Rebecca is like, oh my gosh, what happened? And, I mean, I get her concern, but she's like, you're boxing real people now? Brain damage. You can get brain damage from that. And Jack's response was like, people named Stuart do not give people brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I felt like this whole storyline, and I know we'll get into it a little bit more, but I know I texted you about it, but I think Rebecca's very obnoxious in this whole, like, storyline of this boxing thing. Yeah, I, like, so, because I understand, I guess, like, that she's obviously, like, concerned, and it is, like, kind of, I think, jarring to see, like, your husband come home, and he's got, like, I mean, he's got a real, like, nasty-looking black eye. It's nothing yeah. like minor or anything. Right. So I kind of get, like, where she's, like, concerned. I think that she's, like, a little bit too overbearing here especially with like the randall stuff so we'll get into that a little bit later but i yeah. feel like she was like too much honestly it, she rebecca too much in this episode yeah. i agree with you so then we see um beth and she's calling all of these like different jobs that she's applied to and asking if yeah. they've received her resume you find out that she's like just 
like leaving them voicemails she's yes. not, like, having an actual conversation i know oh. the part that killed me about this is when she's like that'd be super duper and then she like looks at herself like who just said that because if you've yeah. ever been like leaving someone a voicemail and you're like why that yeah. doesn't even sound like me yeah i just recently found this out this is like very new information to me but if you have an iphone which you know iphones forever i don't but yeah <laughs> You can, in the middle of a voicemail, ask Siri to restart your voicemail. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, like, now you don't, like, you don't get those awkward moments anymore. You just... <laughs> I'd have them no matter how many times I recorded hey, it. Siri, I feel like on, on Android, though, you can, like, press 7 or something and it'll delete it and you can start again. Okay. But I don't know. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> I, I've left a lot of uncomfortable voicemails in my life. Yeah, not to not to like go down the rabbit hole of why I know this, but there's this guy that I follow on TikTok, and he does like prank phone calls for people. <laughs> oh my god! It can be a little bit like <laughs> um, boundary crossing a little bit, but it's so funny. And that's I, he did it the other day, so that's how I know. Yeah, I that's funny I could never I have secondhand embarrassment when I think about these things um I do think this scene is like really sad for Beth because number one we know already as the audience that she's been hiding this from Randall right number two we never see Beth this like unsure of herself or like like a knock down from confidence or like not all together so I think it's hard to watch Beth that way right because she's always the strong one um and Randall doesn't notice, I guess, because he's asking about ties. And he asks Paul and John. And then he said, what about you, Ringo? Which right. is obviously a Beatles joke. His children don't get it. I would why just like to they? say, I don't know. Why is there no why why is there no mention of George? He's the best <laughs> of the Beatles. That's true. Maybe Deja. She just wasn't. Deja even... could be George. She yeah. is a George. She's a kind soul. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what George was. That's so lovely. Um, and then he, Randall, we find out at this point in time that Randall is going to church in Philadelphia without mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. to the church. Um, but I guess my whole thing is like the girls don't question him on like why he's going to church in general, because throughout this whole show, we don't see anybody go to church. Like it's not like they're a religious family. I think there's one time when they're little Rebecca and Jack tried to take them to church. I Maybe. think. I like don't really later. remember. It's like very but brief. Yeah. But I'm just like, the girls question his like tie and why he's going to Philadelphia for church. But I'm like, why are you questioning? Because if I didn't grow up going to church, I would be like, why are you even going? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tess and Annie talk about how they were supposed to sell Girl Scout cookies with their dad. And he's going to church in Philly. And Beth's like, it's not a big deal. I'll... I'll do it. It'll be fun, like putting on her award-winning performance of someone mm-hmm. who's totally not stressed out. Right. Um, and that's how that ends, I think, right? Yep. Yep. So then we see um, Rebecca, and she's on the phone again with Kate. Um, yep. And there, Kate's like at the dog park, and yeah. Kate's like kind of venting, and she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is really stressful, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, Kate's like, I gotta go. And we see the audio's eating something from the trash. Yeah. I hate this. I, okay, when you're at a dog park, especially if your dog isn't on a leash near you, I just feel like I would be hyper vigilant because there's other people and dogs there. Mm-hmm. Kate's like somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. So I don't necessarily have as much issue with it this first time. Like when audio like goes up to the trash. Do you know what I have an issue with is later in the episode when her and Toby. Yeah. They're at the dog park not listening, not paying attention. They let him off the leash and then they turn and face each other and they're not like paying any attention to audio at all. I'm like, okay, you just went through this. Like I understand like once is a once is a mistake like people make mistakes I can be like forgiving of that right I agree twice twice is like almost intentional like (laughs) twice in the same day that's what I'm saying right yeah I can't with her um with either of them really more her yeah 
So then we're with Kevin and he's looking at the photo that he was yep. given in the last episode. Right. And he's there's like talking. A... Oh, go ahead. I, I was, was going to say there is a there's a part later that I want to talk to you about because I literally crapped up, cracked up so hard because I thought of you and I can't wait to get to it. But go ahead. Oh, goodness. I can't wait. Um, so he's like looking at the photo and he's like talking and he's like telling Zoe about like. I wonder, my dad must have been in love with this woman. Like, he's going on and on and on. And then we find out Zoe's not even listening. She had her headphones in. Yeah. I said, she's not even listening. And then when she takes them off, she's not like, oh, what did you say? She's like, I finished my documentary. Yeah. And I think it's, I want to put out there that I think, like, it's okay to be selfish about things, like, as, as a person, like, I think that's good for your mental health sometimes. And I think selfish has like a negative connotation a lot of the time, right. but it doesn't have to. However, like, I think this is different. There's a difference between selfishness and being rude. And I feel like she was rude here. Like yeah. self-absorbed maybe is yeah. what she is. Yeah, she is rude. And then even like when she's telling Kevin about her whole like, and I appreciate being alone in the hotel. I think that's totally fine. That's what she does, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, she never even goes back to Kevin, like, oh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? She's just like, I check myself into a hotel, and I pamper myself. And, again, I think it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, But she's, like, she has no empathy for Kevin. Like, cl- this is clearly, like, gnawing at Kevin. Yeah. And he uses that great analogy later about the wallpaper. Like, yeah. And well, she doesn't, she's not, like, picking up on that cues. For someone who does documentaries and, like, is a fan of, like, interviewing people and doing that kind of stuff. And she even makes, like, a comment about how um, she doesn't want Kevin to come because she can't deal with him obsessing over his dad's phone. Yeah. And I thought I'm that was like, very rude. That's mean. Like, that, like, whether you want him to come or not, like, saying that you don't want him to come because you can't deal with, like, him right. being obsessed over this major right. thing that's happening to him. Right. You know honesty, I mean? it is major. Honesty, right. And it's okay to tell the truth. But, like, honesty without being tactful is cruelty. Like, you're being cruel at this point in time. Which I I just don't like that about her. Agreed. Um. So then we see... um. Randall like young Randall and he's asking um Jack if Jack can teach him how to box because there's this kid at school who picks on him so and Jack's like he's like I want to like you know call your principal and Randall's like no 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 like that'll just make it worse like I've got this bully like you know like I just need to know how to protect myself in case it comes to that right and yeah, he's like, it'll just make me feel better knowing how to do it, which I think I think is a really good re- I mean, later we find out, like, not really his reasoning, but I think if that really was Randall's reasoning, that's a good reason to learn how to do- de- it's good to know how to defend yourself mm-hmm. and not tell people, mm-hmm. not tell people about it. My dad used to say that about, like, being a karate instructor. He's like, never tell people you know what you're doing, because then people underestimate you. Right. And, like, don't know because if you brag about it people are going to try to come at you different ways right and i was like that's good good for jack good parenting moment (laughs) um so then we see older randall and he's at the church in philadelphia and councilman brown is like called up to read scripture (laughs) and he starts by welcoming randall and he like makes it very evident like oh your family couldn't make it it's so Oh, this scene. First of all, I I feel like at the beginning when Randall's like trying to fit into this church and he's like, like, you know, just going wrong with the song and like saying amen and all like all of this joyful noise. He looks over at Saul Brown and the equivalent of what his face does is like that devil smile emoji. Like Randall thinks he's got him. And then like, it's so funny to me because it's so petty. Like there's so much snark being thrown. And you're right, like, Saul Brown goes up there and is like, he lives with his family in Alpine, New Jersey. This man is from New Jersey. 
Yeah. Yeah. He like makes it very evident. And then he's like, so where is that beautiful family of yours today? And Randall's like, oh, they couldn't make it like, obviously. And that was very um, weird that this conversation is going on in the middle of church, by the way. <laughs> like, well, but yeah. I, I grew up in a, in a very staunch religious environment. I feel like this is a little more like welcoming and friendly. Yes. But also like, you know that like all of this is like councilman brown's like tactic you know what i mean right push randall down basically you know yeah i don't know Uh, what randall expected to happen really yeah it's a good question (laughs) (laughs) um but then we see uh beth and the girls and they are showing up at the grocery store to sell Girl Scout cookies and yep. there's already a table there and they're selling cookies yep. and um, Tess has an attitude problem yes but like I'm not saying that it's like okay that she has an attitude problem but like she's also like you know 10 I years know. old 11 years old she's, and like, so yeah. she's like 12 I get it and this and was supposed to be done before yeah and yeah and usually she's like top seller and she's like probably annoyed that she's not now so right um and that was just like a brief little one and beth's like we can go find somewhere else you know it'll be fine Mm -hmm. um and then we see randall and kevin um well randall's talking to kevin on the phone and kevin's like what's going on blah blah blah. and randall's like everything is a disaster and kevin's like where you at and he's like no don't come here i'm at a church in philly he goes i can i can drive to philly I can come. And Randall's response is, I don't need my white movie star bro destroying what little street cred I have left. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Kevin comes anyway. Randall's like, yeah, I'll just send you an address of where we can meet. Fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then we see Kate and she's trying to get audio to eat and he's not eating. And Toby's like, what's wrong with him? And Kate tells him that he she thinks he ate something bad and toby gets all mad and is like why weren't you watching him blah 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 but then toby does the same exact thing i know episode i'm like yeah are you joking i mean but toby does to be fair like toby first of all i think we all know from watching this show this is like completely out of character for toby to be like yelling at someone especially kate about something that she does right like it's I think it's like supposed to show you that he's depressed but like this this works versus a couple episodes ago when he yells at Rebecca rightfully so right right but like yeah it's very weird I also feel like and I know and I would be the exact same way I feel like Kate is smothering him because she's so worried about him yeah but she's like bright happy shiny lady and he's like clearly not there And, like, when you go through something like that, you're kind of, like, a shell of yourself. So, like, even if someone is being bright and happy and shiny, like, it doesn't register. Like, you can't feel that serotonin yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, everybody, if your dog swallows something they shouldn't, like medicine, um, I was told by a vet to put peroxide, feed them peroxide, squirt it, and they'll throw up. Sometimes dogs dogs are very like intuitive also and sometimes they'll like start eating like things to make themselves throw up like my dog used to eat like plants that he would be like allergic to but then he'd start start, like eating grass and it would make him throw up yep they're very Um, smart like that so if your dog is like eating grass like let them do it because it's just let them eat it yeah it's fine it's disgusting but they're doing gross but here we are themselves yeah (laughs) yeah and then we see Jack and Randall, and they're in a room that I do not recognize. Like, yeah, I don't know who's I don't, doing this. I kind of remember, yes, yeah. I felt like it was, like, supposed to be, like, a corner of the living room or something. Yeah, that, like, Rebecca, but, like, there like, was a door. In. I know. The way that, like, Rebecca walked in, though, when she was, like, I'm home, like. Yeah. I know it was weird. Yes, I was I like, agree. I don't know whose room this is, but it's here. They're boxing. Rebecca Their walks was in. Occupied. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then someone like, and then Rebecca walks in, and she's like, "What the heck?" Like she's yeah. so yeah. mad. But you and I talked about this last night. First of all, as someone who grew up in a house with boxing and karate, 
it annoys me that she's so crazy like this. Like, that's why we wear protective headgear. That's why we know the rules. Like, she knows nothing about it and doesn't get to know it. Secondly, from a show perspective, it irritates me because this this boy takes karate. Right. Or Way he earlier. That's Way the thing earlier. Is, like, in season one, we see Randall take, like, karate class. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so he's already, like, learning some of these skills you know and I'm like I thought that too I was like why and also like what is the desire for Randall to want to learn how to box if he's already learning karate like I but in what I don't understand is like in karate Mm -hmm. like in karate you spar too which is boxing it's essentially the same thing like kind of but like you're jabbing you're crossing you're uppercutting like you're doing all these hand things plus kicking that's it's the same thing. So I'm that's just I'm very saying, like, confused. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like Jack's response when Randall was like, I need to learn how to box because I have a bully is Jack should have said, but don't you know enough karate? <laughs> <laughs> what about those karate lessons you took? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is like that part's confusing. We should have had Grant on this episode. He's a little karate expert. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then after that, we see Kevin and Randall now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kevin, they're at this restaurant, which mm-hmm. I can only assume. I mean, it's a Korean restaurant. I think it's a Korean restaurant. Yep. Um, and then Kevin shows Randall the picture of Jack and this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, this part is the part that I thought of you because I was like cracking up because Kevin's like, dad, dad obviously was in love with her, with this woman, right? Me. Randall's response is... <laughs> Is it love or years of poverty and government occupation? You. <laughs> I was like, I'm Kevin. I'm not realistic about the situation. And then there's you who's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I can't well, read her face. Yeah. They kind of they kind of want you to like, I think, think that maybe Jack is in love with this woman. Yeah, it worked because I still can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um then this is when Kevin like uses that paint peeling off the wall yeah. analogy where he's there's- like talking about like once you get like a little piece off like then you like realize that there's a whole wall of wallpaper underneath it and so like yeah. you just want to keep chipping away at that paint. I love this analogy actually. Yeah. It's kind of it's like I feel like it's it's close to the lemon. I know you love the lemons in Dr. K, but I think this is so real. Like when something eats at you and then you realize there's like something way beyond what you're doing. And he kind of equates the Vietnam thing to also Randall finding William, like he needed it. What I would just like to say is I feel like there's kind of a tiny continuity error here. Also, they say they have a guest bedroom. Okay. But Randall and Kevin share a room and Kate has her own room. And then there's no room when Kevin and Randall fight as teenagers. So Kevin has to move to the basement. So so they had a four-bedroom house. And Kevin was living in the basement. Right. Suspicious. That is suspicious. Sorry. I just noticed that. And I was like, this seems not true. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> just saying. Just saying minor details that we know i know but like they're so good with the minor details normally that when something like that happens it irritates me because i'm like yeah what and just like the karate thing like you didn't remember that this child took karate yeah the thing is is we probably wouldn't realize it if we weren't analyzing it so deeply but i don't know i know um yeah so then Randall like kind of cautions Kevin though and he's like you know like Jack didn't want them to know about Vietnam so like just be careful because obviously like there's more to this story I also think it's interesting Kevin talks about going to Robinson but he also went we find out he went to the VA also Mm -hmm. to ask about it yep um Um, at this point then um like all these Korean women are like very excited about Kevin. And then the waiter comes over and he's like, Oh, this is on the house. Like, cause they're like, we haven't even ordered. Yet. <laughs> so sweet. And Kevin says, that's the Manny because the Manny is the number one show in South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> 
which I think is so funny. Like that really Kevin's, funny. That Kevin's like, you know, basically he's famous everywhere. Yeah, he's famous everywhere. I guess. And what it's did what does Jay Wan says? It's called something else later. The baby guy or something like something really baby funny. Man. <laughs> baby <laughs> man. It translates to baby man. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin says to the waiter, um, hmm. the phrase that I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah yeah he says he says thank you in korean come come sahamida come sahamida yeah randall's really good because he heard kevin say it one time and can say it and here i am like struggle busting it through yeah um but yeah kevin says that and randall kind of takes note of that you see randall kind of take note of it um mm-hmm. and then after that we're at the vet with kate she's on the phone with rebecca or is she on the phone with rebecca or she's on the phone with toby no, she's on the phone with Rebecca. Yeah, that's right. Um, we find out audio broke, broke. Ate, nope, he didn't break it. He ate a rock. Yep. Um, all I have to say is audio must have some lab in him because my mother's dog ate six Walmart bags one time. So, yeah, Groot ate oh six Walmart gosh. bags. Gosh. And like audio, he passed them. <laughs> um, yeah. Just crazy. Um. But Kate's like calling Rebecca because she's, you know, because she's a Pearson and having the crisis of the century um, with audio eating a rock. And then um, Rebecca's like, I think you should just go home. It would make you feel better. Like, and then if something gets bad, you just go back to the vet. Um, And then Kate's like, I can't even take care of Toby. I can't take care of this dog. I'm not going to be able to take care of this baby. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then Rebecca's like, can I let you in on a secret? Like, I don't think anybody knows what they're doing. And I didn't realize this till a lot. It's so weird when you realize, like, once you're an adult, like, I just assumed every adult in my life knew what they were doing. But as I get older, I'm like, oh, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's the worst. Um, Yeah. So then we see uh, Jack and he's telling Rebecca about, like, why he decided to teach Randall how to box because of this bully and Rebecca says we can't blindly follow the wishes of a 12 year old like you know we have to do something about this and despite what like Jack told Randall they wouldn't call the principal Rebecca like immediately gets on the phone with Randall's principal and I'm like like I just I don't know like I think the conversation that Jack and Randall had, like Jack gave Randall because he's 12, right? So like at that age, like you do kind of, you don't know what's best for you, but you also- I think you know your limits though. Yes, yes. And I think that the conversation that they had was very mature when Randall was like, you know, I don't want you to call my principal and like, this is why. Like, I think as at 12 years old, you're, you're aware enough to know that like, it could potentially make a bully worse. And obviously yeah. there was no bully in this situation. Right. But if there would have been, right. Yeah. But if there would have been, like, I just feel like Rebecca, like that mama she, bear kicked in and it yeah. just was not like the right decision in my opinion. I, yeah. I agree with you. I said, I, I put so annoying, which <laughs> like literally all I wrote right there. Um, then after that, we see Beth and the girls selling Girl Scout cookies at like a rundown mall. I don't know what it all, is. All malls are like that anymore. I yeah, they are. The yeah, they're trying absolutely. to joke about is like, because Tess yeah. is like, all these stores are closed. <laughs> right. And every, yeah, every mall, mall, not strip malls, but yeah, like a mall with all the stores in it. Yeah, it's dead and sad. So then this nice man comes over. He's like telling the girls that his daughter used to sell Girl Scout cookies and he'd love to buy some. So he goes to buy some of the shortbreads. Weirdest choice on earth. And then I like the shortbreads, but I'm like, I don't know if I'd buy four boxes of the shortbread. (laughs) Like, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Thin mints. Yeah, me too. Frozen. Mm, yeah i also am a big samoas fan i like samoa too the two popular ones you know i really loved they had these lemon savannah smiles okay Mm. and they were like dusted in powdered sugar and they were like lemony and they were so so good and i like got rid of them for another lemon cookie that's not dusted in powdered sugar and i don't like Nick likes tagalongs. They're his favorite. Nick loves tagalongs too. I'm like, that's the most vanilla or peanut butter. Uh, 
of well, they're they're like the chocolate on tagalongs is like a very like bland waxy yeah chocolate. it's waxy chocolate it's disgusting yeah not if not. you like tag girl scout cookies if you're listening please sponsor us sponsor us that would be a <laughs> crazy sponsor it would uh, be <laughs> um so the man hands test his card Mm-hmm. and she's like oh mom where's the swiper and beth's like i don't know what you're talking about and she's like the swiper the credit card swiper and then annie even annie's like getting in on beth and she's like everybody has a swiper and like this is when all of it comes to a head and yeah. beth also beth tells the man that she'll write down his credit card information i was <laughs> like what is what like poor beth is at her wit's end he's like no thank you (laughs) yeah exactly like we all would be but um and then beth screams at tess shut up tess shut up shut up yeah it was so harsh yeah Um, also she deserved it a little bit but it was really hard she She was just a kid she said beth was the worst mom in the world beth's trying her best okay but Tess is 11. She didn't need to be screamed at. Shut up, shut up, shut up. (laughs) I have never talked to my mom that way, just so you know. Never told her she was the worst mother in the world. I probably did when I was 11. In front of people. And my mom didn't scream. Well, my mom might have screamed at me, but. Yeah. Not like that. I remember one time I told my mom I hated her in private. And she... (laughs) I like was marching up the steps and I was like, I hate you. And she was like, come back down here and say it to my face. <laughs> I was like, See, you're going to tell your mother she was the worst in the world. You just told her that you hated her, Allie. <laughs> and she told me to come back down and say it to her face. And I couldn't because I didn't really hate her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Look at you. You're trying to act like an innocent angel child. But uh, secretly. I was pretty good. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure you were. <laughs> um, so then we see Jack and Rebecca, and they're talking about how Randall has been lying about the bullying. And Jack says that he wants to talk to Randall about it because Randall's the one that told him about it. And he's like, if my son lied to me, like, I want to know why. Like, he didn't want Rebecca there, which I think is, like, totally valid. Yeah, I agree. She, like, like this com- Yeah, this could have should have totally completely stayed between Jack and Randall, in my opinion. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, and then And then Jack does let Rebecca know. He's like, I don't think you get the gravity of like what boxing has done for me. It helps me with stuff. And he's like, it quiets things that I can't talk to you about. Right. And then it's like, Rebecca, the light bulb kind of goes off, but I'm like, why didn't it go off? You know, at the beginning of the episode, I don't know if Nick came home with a black eye and boxing was his hobby. I would probably just be like, Oh, did you get punched? And he would be like, yeah. And I'd be like, whoops. Right. Want some peas? Like you want some frozen peas? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I just don't, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Um, and then we see Katobi mm-hmm. and Toby. Toby makes it to the couch, which I feel like is like a feat in and of itself for depressed Toby. And um, something kind of it seems like kind of clicks in him or he's like trying at this point in time. We think he's like trying and maybe feeling a little bit better. So he's like, we see him get a shower. We see him get dressed. Um, he combs you know, his, his mustache in the weirdest way. I know. I, like I agree with you. Hairbrush. I know. I know. <laughs> but to be fair, his facial hair always looks pretty nice. So it does look good. I was just like, don't you have like a small comb for that? Why are you taking don't a teeny weeny comb? Right. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then we are back to Beth's bedroom, and Deja's like sitting in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks to Beth about like she's trying to relate to beth and talking about like shauna had lost jobs before so deja's like kind of relating and says like i know that hurts and then she's talking about how randall called her exceptional and then she tells beth she's exceptional and says that randall loves you like he's in a disney movie and if you're sad um he will tell you that you're exceptional he will tell you that he loves you mm-hmm. and then beth's like you're really good at these talks and Deja's like, well, I live in this house now. This is my life. Yeah. Um, 
And then Tess and Annie walk in and she's like, I'm so sorry, little mamas, everybody in here, my fault, nothing about you. And then Tess goes, I was a brat. Mm-hmm. And Beth is like, yeah, it's 10% about you. Yeah. Which is probably true. Yeah. And I think that was like a good way of handling it. Yeah. I think it's lovely that Beth apologizes to her children. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of parents don't do that. Right. Children are also tiny humans who have bad days. So, so there's that. So then we're with um, Kevin and he's helping Randall register people to vote. Yes. In Koreatown. And this man comes up to talk to Randall and he says like, you know, if you win, like you're never going to come back here. Like we just know that, like, you know, um, I love that J1, which we don't know his name yet, but like he calls Randall out because Randall is kind of exploiting this neighborhood and was not super transparent about it, which I don't love. Right. Um, but Jay Wan also, I think Jane Wan is fine AF. <laughs> he is a hottie. <laughs> he is a hottie. Oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> All um, the men on this show are hotties. <laughs> well, yeah, most most men on TV, Allie. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you. Um, <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> so then Randall is like fired up from what Jay Wan says and he gives a speech as Randall does. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay Wan's sister seems to be like translating for their grandma. And <laughs> Randall is like, I would love to come back here and I want to hear about what's going on with you as long as your kick ass sister keeps translating for me. And she, like, smiles so cute. And this grandma is, like, smiling so cute. Um, And, yeah. It was, I actually thought that moment after, like, Jaywon calls Randall on his bull is, like, very lovely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, So then we see that Kate comes home and she says the audio will be fine if he passes the rock. And Toby tells Kate, that he like got up and showered but it was just him going through the motions because he was afraid that kate was going to leave him um and he says that he tried his very hardest today and he but he apologized for like that not being like enough i guess yeah Um, and he's afraid she's gonna leave him yeah and then kate is like let's go on a walk like i think audio wants to go out like let's take him and toby's like no and he like wants to go back to bed but then kate makes him go on the walk basically i know i actually really loved this part i think like honestly i feel like toby is underselling what he did honestly like as far as like getting dressed and doing things since he's been in bed like i think that's a big deal even if he didn't feel like doing it like that's a huge step and then I, I do love that Kate's like at this point in time is like she asks first and then she's like, Toby, come on the walk. Like, let's go. Yeah. I, I thought it was nice. Their dynamic was great. Well, and I think like this goes back to the conversation she had had with Rebecca about like Rebecca saying sometimes you just have to like make decisions for your family. Yeah. And like hope that it's the right one. And I think that's like what Kate was trying to do is right. like make toby go on the walk because like she was like in control of making a decision for her family at that point right yeah i liked it i liked the i liked the dynamic of that scene actually yeah so Um, go ahead sorry i was gonna say so then kevin makes a very charming joke about his muscles while they're carrying those boxes back to the back to the uh um what is that like uh, the, the office yeah the office i'm trying to like the headquarters but like yeah. i whatever the word is but yeah kevin says they're not just for show those muscles and then he's like yeah. actually they are pretty much just for show yeah <laughs> i was um, like you can show me those anytime you want sir <laughs> <laughs> um and then kevin i think this scene is so sweet because kevin's like you know I admire you so much. She's like, you're remarkable. Like you just go for what you want and it never stops you. And then 
he just kind of talks about like examples of this like this is an example and quitting his job was an example and finding william was an example and kevin's like i feel like i don't do that and vietnam this is the wallpaper like this is my chance to do something remarkable i would disagree though that kevin does i i agree with you i think like, kevin just do things himself, that... yes i think kevin's selling very himself very short yeah like him showing up on zoe's or zoe on uh sophie's, sophie's doorstep was like one of these moments him literally quitting the manny like the second or first episode him going to be an actor in general after his whole football career was done i feel like that's that's a risk that's a that's a remarkable thing to do you know after your dad dies yeah i totally agree i just yeah i felt i just felt like he said sold sold himself short yeah i agree with that um so then we see jack and he's confronting little randall about the fact that he's not being bullied and randall tells him that he wanted to learn how to box so that he could be more like jack and like randall goes on to explain like kevin's tough and he got that from you and randall he's your son son yeah and he's your son son and randall says like he wants to be a fighter because that'll get him anywhere in life um and then jack says like you know you don't have to be a fighter because you've got like this amazing brain and you're so smart that you're gonna like outsmart your competition yeah Yeah. i thought that was so cute and he says you are my son son too yeah he's a good dad he's a good dad here's the pedestal here's jack putting him (laughs) on putting jack on the pedestal (laughs) um and, and then, then we see, see oh go ahead jay Wan and he shows up at randall's campaign office that's what it's called there you go yes. i have it by notes now <laughs> yes and jay Wan is like 200 voters registered yeah and my grandma can't stop talking about the black man with nice hands yeah and um and i'm i have to say jay Wan's grandma and i have that in common men's hands I love them. I love looking at them. Like, I get it. I get what Jay Wan's grandma's talking about. So basically, yeah. Jay Wan says, like, you know, you made my grandmother believe that, like, you care. And in, like, her 75 years of life, she's never voted because she never thought that, like, anybody would actually care. Wow. And Randall says, like, I do care. Um, and Jay Wan, like, goes on to, like, reveal that he has, like, a degree in political science and that, like, he's very into politics and understands it all and everything. And he yeah. says to Randall, he's like, I want to be your campaign manager because I, I believe in, like, what you believe in. Yeah. This part gave me goosebumps, actually. Yeah, this was really sweet. I, I thought really it was lovely. This. The grandma part is just, like, beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's true. Like, I think like Randall really does care about other people and like that that's like a quality that they haven't seen in their politicians in the past. So here's the thing about politicians. Sometimes I think I'm not, I'm not trying to get political. So I'm just going to make like a blanket statement, but like, I do feel like a lot of people in politics start out with the best intentions, right? Mm -hmm. Then you get sucked into this like yucky, gross, disgusting world of politics and you like bend your morals a little bit and the further you get in the more you're willing to like cave yeah i'm not saying all but i'm saying most and i think the other thing is too is like because of the nature of politics in the united states we have to like you can't just truly campaign I mean, I guess you can, but like it's hard and difficult to truly campaign off of your own beliefs. Yeah. Like you kind of have to like bend your beliefs to be the closest to what like the people will vote for. Right. Because if you truly are just like, like everybody has different opinions on every single topic. So if you just show up with like what you believe versus what your party believes, like you'll lose. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can go from somebody like Randall and then like I I feel like Saul Brown probably did care at one point in time. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, that's I mean, I just think that's like an important takeaway of like this kind of stuff too. Yeah. But and then after that we see Jack and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to Rebecca about his conversation with Randall. Um and then Rebecca's like I have something tiny for you and Jack opens it up and it's a sparring helmet. 
Um, and then after he opens his gift, like he opens up to Rebecca a little bit about Nikki and talks about how like there was a boxer down the street from them, squid. the squid. Yeah, squid. Um, and you know, they would go into a garage and they'd have boxing matches, and it was just like a lot of fun. And like Rebecca's little face in this scene is so cute because it looks like she's about to cry because clearly they've never talked about this before, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is also so sad when you think about that Giants game or whatever they were supposed to go to. And they're in the car, like, opening up. And I was like, that could have been a whole nother conversation like this. It's very sad. Well, and that's what was going to happen. Like, I think Jack was, like, working yeah. up into telling her. Imagine how different their lives would have been. Their lives I agree. Like, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, And then Rebecca's like, okay, well, teach me about boxing. Like, teach me about it. And she puts on the gloves. And Jack's like, oh, my God, you and boxing gloves in a nightgown is like a fantasy I didn't know I had. Like, you know, it's so cute. It's, like, really adorable. That was cute. Um, And then that's the end of that scene. Yeah. And then we see Randall, and he shows up at Councilman Brown's office. Um, And he says that Councilman Brown was very, like, gracious at church, but he was, like, making it clear that he didn't belong there yeah um and then we were like getting like that flashback and flash forward a little bit um like with jack and randall yep and jack's like talking to him about like you know you can smile at your competition because like um that's what boxers do like when they've had like a really like tough hit so that like their competition doesn't like think that they've like won basically right and so like he's like telling randall about this as they're like watching a boxing match on tv um and then we see randall like smile at councilman brown and he says he's gonna win koreatown so there so there yeah (laughs) so there um yeah have you ever watched boxing no you ever watch boxing I, my dad used to watch it all the time, but like, I haven't watched it recently. And I feel like the last thing I watched was when Mike Tyson, like, I think this is like 90, 96, but it's so in my, it's ingrained in my mind. I watched Mike Tyson fight um, Evander Holyfield mm. and he bit his ear off. Right. Yes. I and like, was, I know about this. Yes. Yeah. I well, I watched it. I watched it. it live. That's how old oh I am. I watched it live and I remember everybody collectively in the real living room being like, like <laughs> what just happened? And this, and you saw it. They like zoomed in on the ring where the like piece of ear was. Ew. It was awful. Like it was literally yes. awful. And I remember being like six and being like, this is horrifying. Like, yeah. is this what this is? But not yeah. to be not, not that it's the same, but my dad has recently taken up watching wrestling, pro wrestling, WWE wrestling. Wow. (laughs) He thinks it's it's so entertaining. And, like, he knows it's, like, very, like, performative. Yeah, scripted. But But it's it's impressive. Well, and his his argument is always, like, you can't tell me when somebody picks you up above their head and slams you on the ground, like, that that doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) So he's like, there is like some skill that obviously comes with this and stuff. I feel like there's a lot of skill with that, like with WWE, because it is a performance. You're creating a character. You're creating a storyline. It's like acting. I give those people a lot of credit. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, that's interesting. That's really funny. Yeah, he's, he just thinks it's like, it's an easy way to de-stress after Absolutely. work. <laughs> As you, your, your famous phrase that I love that you use, bubblegum for the brain. Bubblegum. Yep. That's what yeah. it is. I love it. And then we see Katobi mm-hmm. in Sage's favorite scene. Um, and, you know, Toby and Kate are talking and she's like, I'm not going to leave you. I said for better, for worse. Like, um, and she's like, I've been needing, I've been taking care of my whole life. I think. And she's like, I had to call my mom today at 38 years old. And I'm like, who? I think it's pretty normal to call your mom and ask her what she thinks about something or for advice. Yeah. I was like, that's a weird thing to say, Kate. We all do it. Yeah. 
Um, and then I do love that Toby looks at her and is like, you're incredible. I mm-hmm. thought that was very sweet. While their dog, you know, is alone without a leash on. Not nobody paying attention to him. <laughs> he could have passed that rock and they might not have even noticed. Like they probably oh, they was still going um, so ridiculous those two you know so then um we see kevin and he shows up at zoe's hotel room yeah and he said he really needed to talk to her and he, he also said, yells one night kevin yeah <laughs> he says that he never knew how to like talk to his dad or ask him about things um and then he gives her a gift and inside of this big bag is a sheet of paper. I thought that was like heaven. Like the wrapping, come on. Like it's fine. <laughs> it was like a big gift bag. Freaking Kevin. <laughs> but inside is a visa application for a trip to Vietnam. And he says that he thinks it might be crazy that he's asking her to go with him, but he wants her to. Um, and Zoe says she will go to Vietnam. Yeah. I don't know if she did this for Kevin or for herself, really. Well, and I think he kind of like tried to entice her a little bit and be like, you're done with your documentary. Like, here's another project you could work on. And like, if you have to convince somebody, Kevin, right. Right. that like this My would be a good move like, for their career. God bless Kevin. But like... <sighs> If somebody isn't jumping over fences for you and they're just like on the fence about you, that's not someone who you should be with. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like Zoe is very on the fence. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see Beth and she's at home and Randall comes in and he's skipping and he's excited and he tells Beth that he found a campaign manager and then he sees like Beth's like not also skipping around the room. Um, <laughs> and he says, What's wrong? And she said she got fired. And he's like, Yeah, I know. I know. Randall, <laughs> come on. Why are you acting like a crazy man today? I know. Um, he, I think he looks at her so cute though when she says, like, I'm not okay. Yeah. And he's just like, his little face, he just loves her so much. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, he says to her, he says, like, he got this wonderful idea, like, in the moment. And I'm like, Randall, like, the whole, this is the whole thing. This is my issue here, okay? Is Randall <laughs> is, like, so obsessed with this campaign that, like, I feel like Beth is just getting the worst, like, I mean. Beth, she's, she's getting, getting the shaft. Like, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I just feel like. Randall kind of sucks this whole season. I would just like yes. to say. He kind of does. Agreed. Um, yeah. But he says that he wants her to join his campaign team. And she just said, like, you just told me you found a campaign manager. And he's like, well, Jaywan told me I needed to hire a strong team. And you are my missing ingredient. He says that anything that they take on together, they crush it. Um, he says that. When they were in grad school, they would stay up all night with just a mattress in their apartment getting through grad school. They did the same thing like later on when they had kids and the whole nine years. And people are still talking about the crab puffs from their Their wedding. wedding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That part made me laugh really hard. That was funny. Uh, But Um, he says he's the best teammate. Yeah. And I think this is a very bad idea. Yep. Um. And then Beth says, like, what Deja had referenced earlier. And she said, you think of four animals with kazoos when you see me, don't you? And Randall's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute, though. Like, I do love that. Yeah. Randall is awful this season, though. Yep. Yeah. He is. Spoiler I think alert. This, is- this isn't going to go great, guys. <laughs> yeah. I think that this is, like, I wouldn't say that I ever, like, disliked randall but i was like very pro randall like early seasons the first two seasons i'm pretty pro randall i was like very pro randall especially the first time i watched this show and i think now like re-watching it i was like less pro randall season one and two because i remembered what was coming coming yeah yeah and i was like oh he kind of like turns into like the worst version of himself at times he does 
he, he does definitely it, does. he does it like later in like season four or five too yeah he does. like he has like these glimpses of just being like a terrible person like very selfish and self-centered yeah, yeah. and and Beth like continues being solid and strong and amazing like it's to me it's like never a Beth issue right like right. Beth has like sacrificed a lot of stuff right and I just I don't know I love Beth so much and I just know what's to come I remember really hating Randall this season though like I loved him the first two seasons and I was like nope so yeah I agree with that we'll see we'll see what happens I guess if you continue listening to this podcast, we'll yeah. have a lot to say about it. <laughs> and then that's where the episode ends, I think, right? Yeah. That is the end of the episode. Did you cry at all? I did not, no. Did you? Me neither. No, yeah. I didn't. Um, would you like me to tell you my favorite and least favorite moments? Sure. So I think my least favorite is going to be Kate. Not the first time, but... Then neglecting poor little audio the second time, right? Yeah. I kind of, I get that because like I said, like the first time, like I get it because mistakes happen. Like she was stressed out about Toby and she just like let her guard down, you know, like that happens. But then the second time I'm like, are you joking? Like you just went through this and now you're like, it could have, like he could have ran right back to that bag of trash and like started digging that again you know stupid yeah my favorite i think is just like all the kevin and randall banter back and forth but specifically my specific favorite and is when they are in koreatown yeah and randall's like giving that speech to jaywan's cute little grandma i love that part it's good it's good stuff what about you so my least favorite i think is just how zoe treats kevin I like I just feel like she's like she takes advantage of him a lot like not only is she just like neutral as like a girlfriend like she's not like super into him or whatnot but like she like I think takes advantage of him we saw it a little bit in like the last few episodes as well and like she's like I feel like using him for her own career so yeah I agree I felt you know it's so weird the first time I didn't really like her that much but this, but this time it's like more. And I yeah. don't, again, I think it's probably because I already watched this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and then my favorite moment was when Jack and Randall are talking about like how Randall is Jack's son and like Jack's telling them like how smart he is and how like that'll yeah. get him so much further in life. And I just really- I'm shocked that that's your favorite part. I really enjoyed that. I don't know. No, I think it's a lovely part. I'm just like <laughs> yeah. shocked that like that's it for you. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be like less biased also. And like, but because I feel like I've, <laughs> I've just picked a lot of Kevin stuff for the last like 10 episodes. <laughs> Sorry, all of a sudden I had like Kevin was, guys, when I tell you, if we were watching the show the first time, Kevin was, was so the neutral. bane of my existence. Ali hated him and I like was very neutral towards him. I don't want to say I hate. I hated him sometimes. Yeah. I really hated Kate and I kind of still do. But um, like, but Kevin, I've done like a 180 on this man. You have. <laughs> like you, like any, even when Kevin messes up this time, I'm like, but I understand why. Like I, right. I get it. Right. You know. Kevin's character arc is really good too. I think watching it, it the really second good. time and keeping that in mind is like, something yeah. too yeah so yeah hmm. all right what's your pop culture pick this week sorry i couldn't read my writing i was gonna say it and then i was like i don't know what i wrote um so it's my turn to recommend something that's not um you know louisa may alcott or something um but i have been on instagram a lot watching love is blind updates and memes and like reels and things like that and I there is one account that has me rolling still after like a week of this um and it is two black girls one rose I think a reference to the bachelor which I don't watch but these women are so freaking funny 
obviously it's a podcast. I have not listened to the podcast. I've listened to clips of it like on Instagram and they're so funny. I think I might start listening to it next time Love is Blind goes around because they are freaking hysterical. They're their memes are funny like everything about it just gives me a good laugh about um love is blind so it's it's two black girls one rose is the podcast but um also follow them on insta because they're very funny did i dream this or did did they like did netflix announce that season five's coming soon i might have dropped this it might have been fake false memory it could be. It could be. Fake. I don't know. I didn't see that anywhere, but that doesn't mean anything. I feel like I would have told you if it was real life. Yeah, like, I you think didn't I would tell have me in real life. You, so yeah. So I don't know, but I'm excited for that. All the trash to come, and so is Nick because I've created a monster. What What is your pop culture pick? <laughs> My pop culture pick is because I started rewatching it yesterday, and I'm blowing through it already. Is the summer I turned pretty? Um, it was, it's like, a Amazon a young adult. Yeah. Amazon like, drums. Yes. And it's based off of a book or a book trilogy, I guess, by Jenny Han. Um, and I haven't read the books yet, but I'm going to currently holding up my computer with those books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read the books this summer because I think like, they they have to be good. I can't imagine that they're not. I don't know, though, because can I tell you something? Yes. To all the boys I loved before. I That's also like... by Jenny Han, right? Yes, I know. And I didn't yeah. like the books. Oh, no. Okay. Well, I, I liked the first good. book and I liked the first movie. And then I didn't like. Actually, I liked the second book of that, too. Um, But I didn't like the third one of. And I didn't like any of the other movies at all. Gotcha. Well, I feel like with the this show, it's like everything you want from like a rom-com movie, but it's yes. like a whole series. So it just like yeah. keeps going on. And like the drama is like good. And I think the characters are really relatable. And like it kind of takes you back to being like 16 when things are just like simple and yeah. It's and also when everything beach. is also the end of the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Simple, exactly. but also the end of the world. Yeah. I, I really am. Like, I really enjoy it, to be honest. I, I loved it. So. I loved watching it. Yeah. So I'm excited for the next season. I think it's coming out this summer. I think I just shared it that is. with you. Yeah, it's coming out soon. That's what, like, inspired me to rewatch it is that you shared with me that it's yeah. like, coming out soon. We're going to have so many good young adult drum- dramedies. Never Have I Ever is coming to an end. The summer I turned pretty this summer. We're going to be rolling in the good TV. Thank goodness. I know. All right. right. Do you have anything else for us? I don't. Do you? I don't. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Again, please slide into our DMs at this too much pod um, on Insta or um, email us at this too. Email us. At our email address, this too much pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank We'd you. love to hear from you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, everybody. Well, this is us. This was us. Bye. Bye.